Hello, wonderful listeners. Our mini membership drive is off to a good start. Thank you so much to our two new donors. We had only asked for five, so that leaves us with just three more before we can reach our goal. So if you're interested in helping us increase from a bi-weekly release schedule to a weekly release schedule, at least from June through August, or possibly even longer, then head on over to patreon.com slash stargatesin. Thank you, and enjoy the show. So, no. I'm going to stop saying so. I feel like that's when you, um... You do say so yeah. a lot. I cut it out a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not as often as um, so it's not quite that extreme. I say it a lot, too. Welcome to Stargazing, a Stargate-gazing podcast. I'm your host, Kathy. And I'm your other host, Mary. And every other week, we discuss an episode of Stargate, beginning with Stargate SG-1. Hello. Hello. I was drinking just as you oh. <laughs> came in. I was like, oh no, is she here? I don't know what's going on. I am here. Pepper is going to purr. I'm going to try to see if we can hear her. Yes, please. <gasps> hi pepper that's delightful she's so cute that's very cute she's desperate to hang out with me oh she's also cute (laughs) that is very cute coconut is often desperate to hang out with me potato's just kind of a jerk and only likes to hang out with me when i'm trying to sleep and she wants me to wake up (laughs) of course Uh she's that's when it's potato time. Woohoo! I like that you Smart. named this Indeed. everything is the worst. <laughs> it goes along with my mood. just noticed that. <laughs> Instead of our normal recording name of whatever the episode is, I just, I, it just seemed appropriate for today. It does. <laughs> oh. Yep. But, so anyway, aside from agreeing with me that everything is the worst how are you today i'm doing okay i'm doing all right things are good it was i got up in the morning and i did the exercise before the work and that always puts me in a better <gasps> nice. mood and it makes me yeah. angry though that it does put me in a better mood because i don't want yeah. it to. <laughs> i've been trying to do that too i didn't actually do that this morning but i only, also only work like an hour we're recording this on friday i only work an hour on fridays Woo! so i was like Ugh, i'm just gonna do it after because i was so tired and the stupid cat caught me up at like five o'clock in the morning she's like i'm gonna knock all the shit off of your kitchen counter i know i'm not supposed to be on the kitchen counter but i'm gonna knock all the shit off of it anyway <laughs> and seeing as we just finished building the giant lego jurassic park thing which i'm so excited about and that actually happens to be currently sitting on the kitchen counter Ooh. i was very paranoid about exactly what it was she was knocking off the yeah counter. It was not that. It was uh, I don't even know what it was, but it wasn't. It wasn't anything uh, in my Lego kit, which would have made me cry. Yeah, yeah. Three days, three days of building. Nice it was job. super fun, and it was the best Christmas present ever. And yeah, I know it's not anywhere near Christmas, but whatever. You know, we moved and a bunch of stuff happened, so we yeah. only just got around to it. Who cares? Yeah. So we started late so that you could go to the liquor store. What I just got fuzzy baby oh, ducks. Nice. So excellent. They've got some of that happening right now. An excellent choice. I was going to have a beer, but I decided I wanted something hot, so I made decaf coffee since I'm an old and don't drink caffeine this late at night, even on a Friday. Same. But then I put coconut rum and almond milk in it. Nice. Yeah. Nice. That sounds yeah. good. 
Except yeah. for the coconut rum, which I wouldn't like, but <laughs> which you but I, I'm happy delicious. for you that you enjoy it. So it's great. Yeah. yeah, they seemed pretty confused that I ordered one six pack from them. <laughs> I was like, dude, oh no, <laughs> they know your purchasing habits, and they're like, are you okay? Because I show up like every few months and just just buy multiple things, but yeah. They're like, you meant to order like five of those, right? right? right. We know you. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't you need some coffee stout to go with that yeah. too? Yeah, Obviously. Like, well, not today. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, my uh my sweetie said that at one point he went to the one of the liquor stores near this was actually like right before we moved, he went to the liquor store and they're like, We'll see you next Friday and he's like, oh, I can never go there again. <laughs> Yeah, no. I I normally like that they know me there because it's not about me buying bulk beer, but I've been going there for so long now as a yeah. customer that it's yeah. nice. But then at the same time, like, ooh, not your usual. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah, I live in fear of that at, at, at most places. Yeah. <laughs> like, nobody needs to know my habits of eating and drinking or whatever. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want anyone to know me or recognize me. Nope. Places. Nope. Although, actually, that'd be funny if someone ever recognized me from the podcast. Pepper does, too. Sure, her purring just got louder when we were talking about it. Aww. So cute. She sends her love. <laughs> Pepper's love is golden, so, you know, if you've got Pepper's love, you've really got it made. So. true. I hope everybody listening right now feels very special because of that. I feel special because of that. That makes my whole day. You should. She's so cute. She's very cute. Oh, look, it's another cat cast. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like we should change the name because it's, I mean, like a lot of it's about Stargate, but then a lot of it is about, a lot of it, yeah. A lot of it is about our pets or about how much we're drinking too much. Yes. And the occasional work complaint, but we try not to talk about yeah. work a whole lot on here. Yeah. Some guy on the bus sat right behind me today. I almost lost it. That's the worst. <sighs> That's obnoxious. So yeah. this is also the Kathy and Mary complaint about shit <laughs> podcast. It's a, it's a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not versatile. It's a... This podcast contains multitudes, maybe. <laughs> multitudes. Mary complains about science. Kathy complains about people in general. <laughs> the bus. Yes. Well, I meant like, I mean, yeah, yeah like public people public on the people bus. Either. Yeah. That's, yeah. That sucks. So there, Don't... there was plenty of space. Like, yeah, he was separated. Yeah, it'd be one thing if it was crowded. Of yeah. course, then I wouldn't. I yeah. would have just been no. off of that bus if that was me, and I'm sure you would have too. Yep. He he got on, so it was like, he was on the second level, like, you know, there's like two steps up in the back of the mm-hmm. bus. So he was sitting in the front row of that one, and I was in the back row of the other one, and I was like, I get why he, like, I get that he, it feels more separated, but it's not. No, and- <laughs> no, it is not. Absolutely. Go away, go away. <laughs> We're chattering longer than yeah, usual, but sorry. also I know that we have less to talk about today since it was apparently a clip show, so yeah. it's probably going to end up being the same length as always anyway. <laughs> I wish I had more interesting things to say <laughs> than complaining about the bus. 
there's not a whole lot else going on right now because if there's a pandemic, if you hadn't noticed, yeah. so yeah, uh, you know, work and podcast, and that's about it for me. Yeah. I had my first telephone conversation with my doctor this week. Oh, really? Was... I've had a couple of those, not too many. I think two, two. Yeah, they're weird. It is weird. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, but that's okay. It was just yeah. Like... I had two, and then I actually had to go to a doctor in person for for one. I mean, I'm fine. It's like all preventive yeah. stuff and stuff that wasn't like really a big deal. I did even go to the dentist once. I think I mentioned, but that was like over the summer when things weren't too bad. At the yeah, time. my I. Uh, it's weird though. Makes me nervous. Dentist is actually on my list because. I gotta go back, but yeah. yeah. I had a filling fallout in December. I'm oh, sure no. everyone wants to know that. And oh, no. It's been a rough time working my way up to, like, wanting to call. It doesn't uh, It doesn't hurt, but yeah. which, but I, it still needs to get taken care of. Yeah. Like, well, that's related to why I did go to the dentist, because I had had a filling fallout, and then I ended up meeting a root canal, which was super fun. Yeah. Uh, and then I got a crown on that, and the crown was hurting, so I thought there might be something wrong, and so that's why I wanted to make sure I got to my dentist appointment in the summer before t- things started to get worse again. Yeah. And it was fine. That was a good call. I'm sure everyone cares about my crown. My crown is fine. My teeth are fine. Everyone cares about our doctors and dentist visits. They do. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Maybe we should actually talk about the podcast. Yeah, let's episode. talk about that. <laughs> Kathy and I also haven't talked to each other in a while because we haven't been doing our weekly campfires. So now we have way more random shit to talk about before we actually get to podcasting. Because it's been too cold and I don't have a backyard anymore. And... Yeah. I know. That just brings us back to everything being. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> back again. Yeah. Back so what are we what are we actually talking about today? Today we are talking about the Stargate SG one season one episode number twenty one by our counting politics. Mm-hmm. And it is full of politicians, so <laughs> it is. <laughs> that it is. Yeah. We'll continue to sit here and drink while you talk. Excellent. <laughs> we mostly pick up Kind of where we left off with the last episode. They're back on Earth, um, but they're still patching up Daniel's wound that he received from the Jaffa blast on the parallel world. Just a flesh wound. So they're in the infirmary. Daniel's repeating what he learned on the parallel world about the warning that the destroyers are coming. And he promises it was not a vision or a hallucination. That he was in an alternate reality. They are skeptical. Jack mocks him with the Wizard of Oz. And you were there, and you were there, and there's no place like home. Sam's like, it's not like we don't believe you. And Jack's like, it's just that we don't believe you. At this point, I would think that they should maybe stop being quite so skeptical. I would have thought so, too. (laughs) Because, you know, they were talking about Hathor being crazy, and we all know how that ended. But but here we are. (laughs) They live at the the uh, the SGC is not a very friendly place for people that do have mental health issues happening, and also there are people that aren't having mental health issues that are being accused of having mental health issues. So yeah, yeah. Anyway, (laughs) Sam asks Daniel to list like or asks him about the differences between the worlds, so he lists some of them off. 
Jack and Sam are a little caught up on the they were engaged thing in this other world. <laughs> it's a little... Um, and Sam asks if doesn't the fact that there were differences between the world mean that things will they're not good that they won't have the same events happening and Daniel says the defining event between the two worlds was the death of Ra and I was like how does he know that for sure but yeah (laughs) that's fine also like were Ra and Apophis like allies or something because to me it wouldn't really seem like they're they're separate gods and the gods don't necessarily seem to get along with each other, so I didn't really see how they could really say it was the death of Ra. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, the discovery of the Stargate, for sure, but the death of Ra, necessarily? I don't know. I, I would guess maybe if one human world is revolting, they have to worry that others might try, so... Yeah, that's a good point. It's time to take those, take those humans down. <laughs> Kill them all. That is a good point, yeah. So, there's an attack coming of retribution, Tilk says. Mm-hmm. And Jack's still hung up on the engaged <laughs> thing. Sam's thinking about science and says, theoretically, this is possible. And Jack's like, it's against regulations. And she's like, um, I'm talking about the physics. <laughs> and she says it's a possibility. Hammond comes in with a guy who I meant to look up if we were, we must have seen him before, but I can't remember where. It must have been early on. Okay. I didn't remember him either. Yeah, they acted like we should know who he is, and I also didn't remember, so I'm glad it's not just me. No, but I feel like it's probably just we forgot. (laughs) Yeah, most likely. There were some episodes where they talk about how they're not really producing a lot of, like, technology and stuff, but I can't remember who was the, uh... No, that was the the secretary. Oh, right, that was the secretary, right. Well, anyway. Was he associated with Kennedy? Mr. Secretary? Maybe. I guess I could look this up. I'm looking it up right now, so you can keep talking while I I look it up. So Hammond comes in with now Lieutenant Colonel Samuels. Jack says you'll always be sparky to me, which... (laughs) Yeah. So there's not a lot of love here between these folks. (laughs) Samuels is here, apparently... There's a hearing, and this is news to the team. There's a meeting, he says, with Senator Kinsey, and he thought SG-1 was going to be there to testify. Hammond's like, they will, but they just got back last night. Samuel tells them that Kinsey doesn't like what he sees with the Stargate program. And they have a hearing at 1400 hours, and he smirks at Jack and leaves. Dun dun dun. Credits. apparently he was actually in children of the gods oh okay i don't remember him from that at all so here we are okay but he is credited as being in that okay okay welcome back samuel yeah welcome back after the credits hammond is on the phone with his bestie of course the red phone it sounds like the president is wishing him luck on what's about to happen and Jack is like, doesn't the president outrank a senator? But Hammond says that Kinsey is chairman of the Appropriations Committee, and he wants to know what's behind the line item known as Area 52, which is listed as an unofficial project, but it's costing $7.4 billion a year, apparently. And the president and the Joint Chiefs thought that if they explained the program to Kinsey, that Kinsey would understand and realize the importance of it and just sign off on it but apparently that is not actually what happened they explained it to him 
the senator still didn't think that it was good enough. And so after reading some of the mission reports, he has decided that he's just going to cut off funding. And Jack starts suggesting things like bake sales or car washes, maybe a garage sale. Hammond is not at all amused by this. And Jack asks how one man can have so much power. And Hammond's like, well, the Constitution says he can. Constitution, okay. <laughs> that thing, you know. Uh, whatever. <laughs> they do talk about the fact that ordinarily there would be a Senate debate over the worth of a program before it's just cut like this, but with the Stargate being a private program, they would have to make it public knowledge in order for there to be a Senate debate. And President and Hammond have both agreed that the public is not ready for that, so that cannot be an option. People would not be ready for that. No. No, they would not. <laughs> I just can't even imagine the conspiracy theories I in a world I where mean, everyone knew about the Stargate. There's conspiracy theories now that what fell in Texas isn't real snow. So if there's Texas, if there's conspiracy theories about that, then there would for sure be just, oh, it would just be chaos. I have not heard that. Why? Oh my gosh. Why? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry to break that to you, but yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> I weep for yeah. this world. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. On that note. On that happy note. Yeah. O'Neill is sitting in the conference room in his dress uniform. I did notice that Teal'c and Daniel don't even make any kind of attempt to even like clean themselves up a little while the rest I of them, while too. the military all has to be in like their their best. And yes, <laughs> I thought that was weird. <laughs> Maybe they don't have any other clothes. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, at least at least Teal'c was looking like he was wearing like a nice crisp jumpsuit, like a clean True. pressed jumpsuit at least. But Daniel was just like wearing Shelby like a t-shirt or something. Maybe he's still discombobulated from his wound. He yeah, can't maybe handle it. But it's yeah. just like this is strikingly different. In- <laughs> yes, I guess Jack looks apprehensive to Teal'c, and Teal'c thinks that he would he seems more apprehensive than he would heading into battle. Jack's like, I prefer battle. Daniel wants to share his parallel universe experience and warn the senator that bad things are coming. But Jack doesn't want him bringing up his wacky alternate universe adventures. (laughs) Tells him to save it as the ace in the hole. Before Daniel can find (laughs) out why Jack wants Daniel to keep this to himself, The rest of the gang arrives to start the hearing. They all introduce themselves, or some of them introduce themselves to one another. I think it's only Jack that actually introduces himself, and I thought that that was weird, but then apparently when they sit down, Kinsey correctly guesses everyone else's names. Yeah, he knew everybody. Jack tells Kinsey not to believe what he's heard. He's actually a nice guy. Far, far. He look Kins when they sit down. Kinsey looks out at the Stargate and calls it the, the drain, drain through, through which the money life. flows. Yeah, <laughs> so so, so we we know where he's coming from off the bat. Yeah. Clearly unbiased. <laughs> yep. And as you said, he calls out all of the team members by name. Tilk with an apostrophe, which is just <laughs> okay. Yeah, that seemed I don't know. That seemed weird to point that yeah. out to me. 
Like, almost like he was, like, pointing out the fact that Tilk is different, which I thought was also obnoxious. Kinsey lets them know he loves the military. I mean, he thinks service of country is very important, and that is what he has done with his life in his own way. But he is suspicious of secretive things. How come you guys got such great parking places? It's a secret. Shut up. That which grows in the shadow, but withers in the light of day, doesn't belong on on the vine. It's very poetic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because you know the government is for sure open about everything. Yeah. <laughs> so I can understand where he's coming from with this. That, that we shouldn't have this one secretive program while everything else is so. Open. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's done some research. He's read their missions. He says they've averted tragedy on a global scale by the t- skin of their teeth and have nothing to show for it. Yeah. It's, he is not a fan. No. But he says he will hear them out because he's been wrong before. Yeah. And he's not biased. He's, he's open-minded. He's pointed no. that out a couple times. I've got an open mind. Keep, you know, remember that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jack says that. Samuels has been against the Stargate from day one. Samuels says he's impressed with the technological marvel. And Sam says this is so much more than that. It's a giant step in understanding of the universe. And they've learned a lot about astrophysics very quickly. A lot more than they've learned in like decades before. Daniel starts talking about the insights they've gained into human cultures. And then they start talking about Pandora's box. Because Kinsey's like, you've opened up Pandora's box. Daniel explains the myth of Pandora's box. And they keep talking in their metaphor. (laughs) Yeah. For quite a while. (laughs) Yeah, they have a back and forth where, you know, Kinsey's like, this box opened, terrible things happen. Daniel's like, but she closed it in time to keep hope inside. And Kinsey's like, yeah, we gotta close the gate for the same reason. Gotcha. Jack's like, I'm just a folksy military man. I prefer facts. <laughs> Your honor, I'm just a simple hyper chicken from a backwoods asteroid. The gate and the box are already open. They've made an enemy by killing Ra. They are a threat to the gold. Kinsey takes issue with the word threat. Yeah. <laughs> He's kind of the worst. Along with our theme of the worst, yeah. Kinsey's the yeah. worst. <laughs> I mean, I, in theory, there are some things that he says that I'm like, yeah, I kind of agree with that. But in the mm-hmm. context of this show, he's the enemy. Yeah. Kinsey takes issue with the use of the word threat because it costs too much money to be that prepared. And then they talk about how it's $7.4 billion. Yeah. Yeah, he's trying to say that, like, we're spending too much money, not just on this, but, like, on everything that prepares us for all these potential threats. And, like, yeah, because... Otherwise, we end up with things like what we're actually seeing in real life now, like issues with global climate change and pandemics that we weren't prepared for. So, yeah, you got to spend money to be prepared for stuff. Jack tells him they're maintaining the first line of defense against the greatest threat humanity has ever faced. Kinsey's like hyperbole. And Jack's like, try dialing P4A771 (laughs) and see how long you last. Do you know what planet that is? I, did. I don't actually know. I did. Oh, okay. I looked it up. I didn't know nice. it because that would be okay. insane. It is. <laughs> it's the planet that the the start of the episode Solitudes, which is the one where they end up in Antarctica. Um, it's oh, the planet okay. they're on first that they're getting fired upon, and then they go through yeah. the gate, and the firing is what causes them to 
split and end up in Antarctica instead of this gate. That's the one that's got like all those weird pillars with the whatever machine people being something firing on anything that comes through. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Kinsey then says like the Cold War is over. Like that has any relevance at all to (laughs) aliens. Yeah. (laughs) Not so much. He says that doom- he's always hearing doomsayers in uniform uh, talking about saving America from barbarians at the gate. And Jack's like, well, the golds are barbarians and they are at the gate. <laughs> right. Kinsey thinks they should just bury the gate. And Daniel then tells them that they believe that they are coming in, in force in ships. And Kinsey's like, they'll regret taking on the U.S. military. <laughs> Just... Oh, that was so cringy. Just... <laughs> yeah. Yes, they're coming here in spaceships that we don't have. <laughs> well, that should tell you something about their level of technology. Yeah. Well, fortunately, and how well we'll fare. Daniel snarks. Yeah, we'll just upload a computer computer virus. <laughs> I loved that reference into the mothership. <laughs> he specifies. <laughs> That made me happy. (laughs) So the the team's basically arguing they're no match for this fleet of ships or whatever. Even one ship, I think, would probably do pretty pretty good damage. Jack wants to know why Kinsey's here. He's clearly made up his mind. Jack gets up to leave. Kinsey tells him to sit down. Jack looks at Hammond, who nods. So Jack does sit down again. Way to follow orders, Jack. (laughs) Kinsey claims again this is going to be a fair hearing and that the president held the team up as a shining example of the fine work the SGC is doing, asks if they stand by their SG-1 record. Jack's like, yes. So Kinsey's like, let's go through it. Later, once briefcases have magically appeared, they start all the way back with episode one and the mission with Kowalski talking about the Guald, as Kinsey pronounces it. <laughs> and Jack interrupts him to point out the apostrophe. And then he tells Sam to tell him how to pronounce it correctly. And Sam is like, it's Guauld. And I thought, <laughs> we've already talked about how the fact that like nobody pronounces it that way and everyone pronounces it a little bit differently. So for them to all of a sudden all care about pronouncing it as oh, yeah. Guauld was... Bizarre, yeah, I know. Also funny. Jack's just sticking it to Kinsey because Jack has uh, yeah. never enunciated it no. like that before. <laughs> no, and even Sam doesn't enunciate it like no. that. Even Daniel doesn't enunciate yeah. it like that. He's the one that's supposed to be the linguist, so all, like, I just thought it was funny. They're all like the Goulds or the Goulds. Or... <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Samuel starts reading from Jack's report about the mission, and this is where we start getting all clip showy, and we get a flashback of the scene to Chulak, and we get the whole thing basically of SG-1 and a bunch of the locals being held prisoner and Apophis gives the order to kill everybody but then of course instead Tilk ends up joining them and they replay as I said a whole bunch of this scene the whole battle the whole escape scene we go back to present day and Kinsey says so even with you all in the palm of their hand one of their own was able to set you free And so he's basically saying, like, see, they're really not so tough after all. And Sam tries to explain that it wasn't really that simple. So Kinsey has Samuels continue reading on. And so we go back into our flashback and we're seeing where they flee towards the gate and the aircraft are chasing them. 
And Kinsey says that it seems to him that Kowalski made very light work of the Death Glider. And Jack's like, well, yeah, but that one was taken by surprise. They didn't know that we have the technology that we have, but it's not going to be so easy the next time that this happens. And Sam says that she doesn't really think that Kinsey appreciates exactly how much more advanced these people are than humans are, and that they were just taken off guard in that one instance. But Kinsey says that they got away with minimal casualties, so that's hardly the greatest threat that a man has ever faced. At this point, the gate suddenly activates, and Kinsey starts looking nervous and asks what's happening. But Hammond says it's just SG-2 returning, so it's nothing to worry about. But Kinsey's like, no, I disagree. I think it is something to worry about. And that also just made me want to punch Kinsey in the face. Yes. <laughs> Good job, Hammond, knowing what's going on in your base. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he didn't even have to check. Nope. I was proud no. of him. <laughs> They're at their best today. <laughs> mm-hmm. Jack says to Kinsey that he seems to be under the impression the gold aren't a military threat. And Kinsey's like, but you defeated them at every turn. And Jack's like, did you read all the reports? They did kill us once. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, which leads us into true. Yeah, another flashback, this time to the episode with the Nox, where specifically where Apophis and his Jaffa kill all of SG-1 as SG-1 tries to ambush him and fails. What? I know. They are then revived by the Nox. Don't worry, they didn't die. Oh, I know. I know. Yeah. yeah, I was worried there for a second. After that clip, Sam says to the senator that if they can generate an energy shield around one person, they can also do it with armies and ships. I don't know that that logic really tracks, but I think that they actually can, so I'm not going to mm-hmm. argue with that. Kinsey says, well, have you ever actually seen one of these ships? And then we actually get a surprise flashback to the movie, which I was... Uh, not expecting no. because I had thought that like they had to change character names because they didn't have the rights to the character names. So I was surprised that they were able to get the rights to this clip. But we see Ra's ship landing on the pyramid. And then we also got a flashback to Nirti's vessel and the aircraft firing on Jack and Teal'c as they were trying to run from the observatory to the gate from the last episode. Was that the last episode? Uh Oh, was it? No, no that was the one from, from two episodes yeah. ago. <laughs> And then we get the whole scene where Tilk is describing the history of Nirti. And Kinsey's like, yeah, but you but you escaped and on foot. See? So I was like, yeah, it's not so bad. And then Daniel <laughs> points out that SG-7 and also the entire population of the world did die. So yes, they escaped, but a whole bunch of other people are dead now. Yep. And then we get a flashback to Carter face. <laughs> Carter, Carter face. <laughs> to demonstrate that the gold are capable of destroying entire civilizations, they do mm-hmm. a flashback to Cold Lazarus, and specifically they show the Carter face in the lab, <laughs> as well as the crystal on the planet that Jack touches. I think that was about it. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty much it. So, yeah, so you know, Jack said, I, I'd call that a threat. And Kinsey says, I admit they're dangerous. Tilk's like, more than you know. I don't know why I said it like that. I guess that was... 
Because it's yeah. Tilk, and we always try More to talk like know. Tilk does whenever. <laughs> I don't know why, but we both always why. try to emulate him when we're talking about him. Because he's great. He is. I think that's why. He is. Kinsey asks, if they're so dangerous, why did Tilk switch sides? Tilk says, what is right cannot be measured by strength. <laughs> Doing it again. I mean, he's got a yeah. good point. <laughs> he says, yeah, they wanted freedom. Like, right. your world here values, this country values. Kinsey, Kinsey's basically like that. Sounds like a you problem. Which was <laughs> he like almost literally he, saying? Yeah, that. he's such a dick. I believe that's your problem, not ours. He really is. Tilk doesn't really like this. No, <laughs> he gets up and he says it will soon be yours as well. The ghouls are as powerful as they are evil, and they enslaved the ga- a galaxy of worlds. Kinsey's like, I only care about America. Tilk's like, then you should heed the warning, because when the gold show up in force, your citizens will be among the first to die. Yeah. And he also, like, adds, and they will. They will show up. (laughs) Kinsey's not here in this. No. He gestures to Samuels. Samuels goes on to, uh, back to their report slash argument, whatever they're doing here. The ne- lead into the next clip is what he's doing. Yeah. On- so in that next clip, back to Kowalski returning from Chulak with a gold and discuss how he nearly destroyed the entire facility. And we get the whole flashback of the scene that Kathy and I loved so much of uh, Tilk on the ramp and Kowalski trying to leave through the gate. And there's a fight. And then Kowalski ends up losing the back of his head in the end. And in the present... Jack's like, yeah, we did stop them. And Kinsey says, well, yes, but on that occasion with the loss of a fine officer. And what about the plagues you can bring through? And this is the only time that I thought that he really had a good he point. Has... Because we've already talked about yes. this many times before, so I'm not going to continue to harp on it. But then we get a whole flashback of the Broken Divide, which, of course, I hated. So I'm not even going to talk about that one. <laughs> His gross wooly head. In that episode. Yeah. <laughs> <I> agree. <laughs> so Jack's like, well, we saved an entire race of people. I would call that success. But Kinsey argues that, well, if you hadn't found a cure so readily, and if that disease had gotten out into the general population, or if the effects weren't reversible, all of which are a good points. So again, it's like the only time I agreed with him. Kinsey points out that Jack almost died on another mission as well when he was infected by nanocytes. We flash back to Trippy Pizza Cake episode, which now I'm trying to remember the actual episode name. I don't know. <laughs> I only know our names. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, it's the one where the people only live for 100 days because yeah. they're being experimented on by the gold. And Jack gets infected and is turning rapidly old. Yes. So if there's... Your cat is snoring. <laughs> Can you hear her? Oh I my can. God. Every once in a while, I just hear. <laughs> Pepper, wake up. Stop snoring. No, it's fine. It's boring. <laughs> it might bother someone. It's in the <laughs> I don't think we want the kind of people listening to this podcast that would be bothered by a snoring cat. Yeah, fair. <laughs> Please enjoy the snoring cat. <laughs> So they just play some clips from that episode. I don't know. <laughs> and then 
Kinsey's like, you almost lost containment because one of the actually one of the scenes they do play is when Carter's gloves dissolve while they're trying to study the the <laughs> virus, and then she yeah. rinses her hands for two seconds. And <laughs> two seconds is not enough. <laughs> so Kenzie's pointing out you almost lost contain it, containment, and Carter is like, "Yeah, it tried to mutate in the lab, but after that, we destroyed everything. That we destroyed all the samples. We destroyed. It sounds like they destroyed all the equipment too that yeah. like, touched it. And that's okay." <laughs> That, I felt, was silly. So, Kinsey had asked, what about next time? And she's still talking about how they destroyed all the equipment that they had for this. But I thought he might be referring to a future incident that hasn't happened yet, but might happen. So, she seemed, like, a little dense to me (laughs) on this answer. Yeah. No, I agree. I thought that that also like seemed weird. I I had the the same impression that he was basically saying like you know what about next time that we get any plague kind of thing, not just what about next time that 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 thing comes back. I agree. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, Daniel says that planet's fine. SG two went back there. Law Lo- people are living long, productive lives. They're proud of it. My- it's been like two weeks. <laughs> How do they know they're living long, productive Don't lives? Don't know. Jack says he might retire there. He does. Well, you know, Kinthea's waiting there for him. That's <laughs> true. Kinthea's like, this is like a game to you? And Jack's like, no, I respect the Stargate because we know how dangerous and important what we're doing is. I thought this part was weird because if anyone's been acting like this whole thing is just a game to not be worried about, it's been Kinsey. So the fact that he then turned it around and was like, you guys all think this is a game, I thought that was strange because... As I said, that it seemed to me like that was what he was kind of doing. He does have a logic problem that comes out a few yes. times, I think. Kinsey says they're reckless children playing with fire. And Jack's just like, yeah, yeah if you shut down the Stargate, we need it most. But Kinsey's like, what for? And Sam's like, to gather technology. And Kinsey's like, not at this price or level of competence. Which Hammond yeah. is like... That's a low blow. Uh, no, these are my best people out there and Kinsey's like your best is not good enough dick yeah um <laughs> he's just the worst yeah. oh my god this goes on so Kinsey's like I don't approve or support your endeavor and nothing and I've seen nothing to change my mind and I'm gonna shut this down so this is of course where Daniel decides it's time for that ace in the hole that they were talking about earlier he is gonna tell Kinsey all about the ships and his experience on the other planet So he says, well, what if I told you a ship even larger than the Great Pyramids could be landing on this mountain in weeks or even days? And Kinsey's like, well, why didn't you say that sooner? This is something that I do think is relevant. Uh, And Daniel says, because I didn't think anyone would actually believe me if I didn't see it for myself. I wouldn't believe it either. But if we shut down the program now, he says we're not going to have any chance of stopping them when they get there. They had already mentioned the possibility of ships before, though, and Kinsey was already dismissive. So... All of a sudden, now he's willing to listen, but I mean, I guess that's good, but I thought it was a weird shift. I guess because Daniel made the threat more imminent, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, probably. It wasn't just a hypothetical so much as an imminent threat in his wording, yeah. Daniel starts talking about the last mission and how they learned about the civilization with a level of technology similar to their own. So that planet that was collecting artifacts on the planet that the mirror was on, someone he's referring to here. 
And he tells Kinsey about the fact that they were annihilated, but left a message saying, beware the destroyers, which Kinsey seems to think is pretty ridiculous because he looks like he's about to laugh in Daniel's face at this point. And Daniel says that along with that warning, though, they did leave coordinates for the site that the Guawuld would be launching an attack from. And Kinsey's like, well, did you all witness this morning? And Daniel says, no, it was just me. And Sam kind of chimes in here and mentions, we think Daniel was transferred to an alternate reality. So now all of a sudden they believe him, apparently. Oh, well, you know, (laughs) they have a common enemy here. They need to stand together. True. And Kinsey's like, I I beg beg your pardon. pardon. So Daniel tells him about the the mirror and how he was transferred to the alternate reality and gives a little bit more on that. We don't actually get a full flashback here, but he tells them more about that story. Kinsey literally laughs at this point and says he's heard enough, kind of shoves Daniel aside and then just walks past. And then another random lady follows him and she's also laughing and covering her face too. Oh, I didn't notice that. (laughs) Yeah, she was behind the rest of them, but I thought it was funny. (laughs) So Daniel calls after him. As he's leaving, it says that Earth was going to be attacked from space and we would be defenseless against those weapons. Yeah. Kinsey tells Daniel he does not suffer fools. <laughs> and Daniel Daniel's still trying frantically to explain mm-hmm. that when we killed Ra, we set in motion a chain of events culminating in an attack on Earth by the Gould. And Kinsey wants to know why they've waited. Tilk says it would have taken them time to gather their forces. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Daniel says he has the location of the launch of the final attack. Let us just go there and find out what's happening. And Kinsey's like, how many ships? Has anyone detected anything? Daniel's like, I'm not sure of the exact details because this was a different world, but, you know, not different enough that there won't be an attack. Right. <laughs> and he says he's not crazy. And Kinsey's like, He's not unused to 11th hour pleas. Yeah. So he's just not buying this at all. He does say that it's the most desperate 11th hour plea he's heard, though. That's true. Yeah. Good job, Daniel. <laughs> I guess. Daniel I mean, well, I mean, to yeah. be fair, in, in everyday life, not stuff like this, he probably doesn't hear a lot about alternate realities as a reason for something. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> Daniel reiterates, they're coming. Kinsey's like, let them come. Jack says, you're talking suicide. Kinsey's like, you underestimate the nation. (laughs) This nation. Stop it, dude. What are you doing? It just keeps getting worse and worse from here. (laughs) Teal'c says, you underestimate the enemy. Apophis will not rest till your people worship him as their gods. And then Kinsey's like, there is only one god, sir, and he would not allow this to come to pass. One, one nation, nation under God. God. What? There's a lot of sirs being thrown around here, too. Like, everyone is just addressing each other as, sir, sir, you sir, sir. Sir, yeah. <laughs> but what the fuck? In what yeah. world? In yeah. in what world is the god that Kinsey believes in going to come and stop an alien attack? Right. And that is literally what Jack asks. <laughs> <laughs> oh right (laughs) (laughs) well he didn't actually ask it so much as make that a statement (laughs) yeah and you think god is gonna save us and tail tells him the gold believe they are gods and that their the humans beliefs will not persuade them to not right attack yeah kinsey like if they come we'll tell them we buried the kate 
I will never step through it again. And if challenged, we shall prevail. <laughs> Completely ignoring the second gate, which we haven't yeah. seen again since that episode. I wonder if they didn't tell him about the second gate. <laughs> it's possible, yeah, maybe. But anyway, as Daniel says, he's a fool. Yes. <laughs> Kinsey's like, if they don't come, which seems more likely, at least Pandora's box will have been closed once and for all. He really loves that metaphor. He, he exits. <laughs> he does. Smirky Samuels is like, for what it's worth, sorry it had to end like this. F that guy. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> so Hammond throws him out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Get out of here. At this point, Tilk asks for permission to return home, which makes sense, yep. before the gate is permanently sealed. And he then says that if the world doesn't intend to continue the fight against the Goa'uld, then he no longer belongs here. And Jack says that he is pretty sure he's just going to go with Tilk. But Hammond says he can't allow either of these things to happen. And Sam tries to remind him that there are a couple SG teams off world. And he's like, yeah, well, we'll, we'll keep the, the light on, on for them. Yeah. But the program is done immediately. So no one's going anywhere. Which I thought was super shitty to not let Teal'c go home. Yeah. What the like, hell? Does it really take that much more energy? Like, is anybody really going to crack down on it? Like, Or even notice one last dial out to just let this one guy go home? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, Jack and Sam are basically like, so it's all over then? And Daniel says, well, with all due respect, the senator is an ass. And, <laughs> which is basically what Kathy and I have been saying this whole time, too. But Hammond cuts him off and reminds him that Kinsey is an elected official, that they are sworn to serve. So whether they agree with that decision or not, doesn't really matter. Commander-in-Chief has given them their orders that they're going to go along with Kinsey's decision, no matter what that decision happens to be. And so they're dismissed, and Hammond leaves, and we get a nice, actually, artistic finish to the episode. We get a distant shot from the vantage point of the gate. We actually get the first view of both windows, the window to the control room below, and the window to the meeting room above. In the meeting room above, SG-1 are standing about in the window, and they all come forward to look out the window towards the gate. Camera zooms in on them. And then we get the to-be-continued flash across the screen. Dun-dun-dun. Ooh. Wow. I bet it's for sure closed down. And then this is it. So this has been a fun podcast, Kathy. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. I guess our next podcast will just be like we were talking about before, our cats and beer. Yeah. Or my coffee drinks with rum in them. Yeah. Maybe we could talk about... um... Eureka, or Resident Ooh. Alien, or... Oh, Resident Alien, that's a fun show. That was, it was so good! It's a good show, I'm really enjoying it very much. Sorry to interrupt here, but in our excitement over Resident Alien, we got a little bit too spoilery, so I didn't cut out the conversation altogether, but I did move it to the end past the final outtake, if you're interested in hearing our thoughts on that show. As I said, we are rewatching Eureka again because you're rewatching it. Because you are watching it now for the first time. I'm like, yeah, we need to rewatch that. Yeah. So now we're watching that again. Yeah. So, Kathy, did you like the episode? Um, I mean, I don't think there's a lot to really like or dislike. I mean, yeah. there are things to dislike. Kinsey sucks. But yes. <laughs> I think as an episode, it's really just a clip show slash setup for the finale. Right. So... I have a hard time being like, oh, yeah, I like that. I, To be frank, when I've watched this episode before, because this is not my first time I've seen it, I usually fast forward through all of the clips. Yeah. 
and just watch the the conversation but then the conversation is so infuriating because kinsey's such a dumbass right. that i guess i don't like it yeah <laughs> that's where i land on that so yeah there's just not a lot to grasp onto to decide either way anyway yeah i wasn't a huge i'm not generally a huge fan of clips shows sometimes i like them depending on how they're done but i generally don't like them unless they happen to be like i don't know somehow really entertaining and i can't even think of any exceptions to that right now that i'd really enjoy as clip shows so and then the fact that it was all like all about politics and the the political atmosphere being what it is right now just it reminded me of stuff happening now and it just stressed me out so it was like stressful non-clip stuff and then annoying clip stuff (laughs) So I didn't hate it. I I probably enjoyed it more than some of the other episodes that we've seen that I have blatantly complained about, but I didn't think it was all that great of an episode either. I also thought it was like really early to be having a clip show. Like, we're not even all the way through the first season yet. I didn't feel like we needed a clip show at this point. No, although I did, I think I appreciated it more as we're yeah. watching it weekly versus... Or bi-weekly, yeah. depending on how we want to. <laughs> yeah, but, that's yeah. a good point. We watch it. We've been we record every week or every other yeah. week, depending on our schedules. So that's a really good point too. So I'm going. So going through it more slowly. It actually, it was. I don't want to say nice to have the reminders because we also talk about this show every week. So yeah. <laughs> that, but as if I were watching it on TV and seeing it week by week. I guess is what I'm saying because every other time I watch the show, I just binge the crap out of it. <laughs> and, yes. Um. So it was if I had been watching it as it aired, it might have been nice to have the yeah. reminders. And to that point, we don't even remember who Samuel's is, and we only true. watched that episode like a couple months ago. Yeah. So that is very true. So maybe we do need a clip show. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so here we are. Yeah. So what is it? I can't believe we're already almost at the end of the season. Like, this is the last episode of the season coming up. Yep. We've made it through a whole season after this next episode. That's bananas. It is bananas. So what do we have? That's noodles, now? as they would say on one of the other podcasts I listen to. Noodles? <laughs> noodles. <laughs> I have not heard that one before. It's because it's apparently something the, the host just said at some point, <laughs> and now they say it all the time. Nice. Yeah. Should we talk about what's coming up next? Yes, we should talk about what's coming up next. What's coming up next is the final season. Uh, season. <laughs> what's coming up next? Wow, the... getting ahead of ourselves. We're what 10 is... years in the future now. We're going to skip right to season 10. You're yeah. going to be a little confused, guys, but just run a with it. A lot's happened, but yeah, yeah, just go with it. <laughs> Don't ask who... I don't even remember the guy's name. Ben Browder's name. I can't. Remember. I don't remember either. Don't ask who Claudia Black's character yeah. is either. She's Vala. I remember her name. But I almost called. Uh, uh, what's his name? Oh God, I just said his name too. Ben. Ben Browder. Ben Browder. I almost called him Jack Shepard, which is the yeah. main character for Atlantis. So yeah. Anyway, next up. Yeah. Is the final episode of season one of Stargate <laughs> within the serpent's grasp? Ooh. As the government prepares to mothball the Stargate project, O'Neill and the SG One team take an unauthorized trip to try to stop the gold invasion. <gasps> What's gonna happen? I don't know. 
<laughs> Fortunately, we won't even. We can watch that, and then we I could go watch it right now. We could. We could so could everyone it. else because it's on Netflix. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Which is where I read this description. Nice. BT Dubs, excellent. Is it a spoiler to be like the the thumbnail image for this? Uh, is Scara? <gasps> what? Slightly spoilery, but Slightly I think spoilery. we'll I think we'll leave it in anyway. Because it's a thumbnail image that anyone that wanted to watch it would see. So, yeah. <laughs> we see Scara. Amazing. So I much. also hear snoring. Yes, there is <laughs> much snoring happening right next to me. I see Scara. <laughs> I see dead people. And snoring. <laughs> She's a very loud snorer. She is a very loud snorer. It's adorable. Anything else? I don't know. I don't think I got anything else. Right. Might be time for another duck. Yes. I already made Jeff come in and bring me a beer that I have also already gone through. That was because Jeff had delivered it to me. That's sweet. I wish I had somebody to deliver me beers. I also had to send him like four text messages in order to get it. (laughs) (laughs) I would also then want them to go away, though. So (laughs) (laughs) He did go away. I'm back in my cave now. That's true, but you know, you live together, so you're not gone. I just want somebody to come in and bring me a beer and go away. (laughs) I'll do it. I'll drive down. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate it. I'll be there in like a half an hour. Beer's on the table, because you know I don't refrigerate things. <laughs> of course not. You don't like cold things. No. I'll put it in the fridge later, but it's out now because I'm going to drink it. That's fair. All right. Well, that's it for us today. Make sure that you subscribe to us on your podcatcher of choice so that you can get our episodes as soon as they are released every other Monday. Or you can also find us on YouTube. We very much appreciate reviews and likes and word of mouth as well helps other people to find our podcast. If you want to get in touch with us, you can email us uh, at StargateZing at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter. We're at StargateSync. You can like and share our page on Facebook or join our Facebook group. And of course, you can find us on patreon.com slash StargateSync if you are feeling generous and have any dollars that you'd like to part with to help support the show and our production costs. Last but not least, you can check out our website at StargateSync.space. I'm Mary. That's Pepper. And... (laughs) I'm Kathy. <laughs> You've been listening to Stargate saying, The end. The end. <laughs> Squishes. <laughs>
So the Resident Alien, though, uh, I I was inclined at first not to enjoy it because of the way the alien just flat out kills the actual doctor he's impersonating. And I was, but then at the end of that episode, um, obviously we need to cut all these spoilery things out, but (laughs) yeah, you know, maybe I'll put this whole conversation at the end and be like, here's spoilers for Resident Alien. Put this whole clip at the end. Yeah. So continue. But anyway, so at the end of that episode, when you find out he's there to destroy all of humanity, I was like, oh, all right. That's fine then. I'm okay with this now. I'm on board. I understand where this is. You're not okay with him killing one guy, but you're okay with him killing everybody. Well, because I guess because it's a more of an understanding thing, like, now I know he doesn't care about people at all. Like, that's not his thing. He's not gonna, he's not like a cutesy alien, like, passing as human in this town. He's got, he's got a, he's got a nasty mission and he doesn't care. His (laughs) motivations were more clearly understood and that changes your view of it. Yeah. And it just made it better for me to be able to enjoy so it's a good show i'm finding it very entertaining i think alan tudyk is doing an amazing job with it he's so good Mm -hmm. the the freaking sheriff is hilarious i love him he's amazing yeah (laughs) he's so funny the shit he says i know (laughs) i don't know why he's like the only one in town that's got a southern accent but somehow that just makes everything that he says that much better yeah it's just so bizarre i love it yeah it is a weird show but it's great so. 